I'm Craig Baird, and this is From John to Justin. Before I begin today's story, I want to take a moment and ask that you check me out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. There are several tiers with great benefits, from ad-free content to t-shirts and other cool stuff. As well, if you're a fan of Canadian history, make sure you check out all of my shows, From John to Justin, Canadian History X, Canada, A Yearly Journey, and Pucks and Cups, along with Canada's Great War. And don't forget, you can also donate directly to the show at www.canadaehx.com. Just click Donate. It helps keep this show going. And all donations in September will be going to the SPCA in the memory of my best pal Boris, who sadly passed away earlier this month. Okay, on with the show. Through our history, the Governors General of Canada have come from many backgrounds. There were academics, soldiers, broadcasters, and politicians. Very little changed in regard to the profession of the Vice-Regal until Canada received its first astronaut Governor-General, Julie Payette. Payette was born in Montreal on October 20, 1963, where her mother, Jacqueline, was a theater accountant and her father, André, was an engineer. Her family had been in Montreal for 12 generations at the time of her birth. As a child, her ambitions were encouraged by her parents, and she developed an early fascination with space. Seeing men on the moon driving a rover, Payette thought to herself that she wanted to drive that rover. She would say in 1998, If you don't work for what you want and keep on dreaming, nothing happens, and you'll never know what life has in store for you. Payette attended College Regina Assumpta in Montreal, and then earned six scholarships to attend the United World College of the Atlantic in the United Kingdom. And while attending the university, she would write in a yearbook entry, One day I'll make an enormous pop right into orbit around the Earth and contemplate the world. In 1982, Payette received a scholarship to attend McGill University. She would graduate with a Bachelor of Electrical Engineering in 1986. Four years later, she earned a Master of Applied Science in Electrical and Computer Engineering from the University of Toronto. With her degrees, Payette began focusing on computer research activities such as automatic speech recognition and applying interactive technologies in space. From 1986 to 1988, she worked for IBM Canada, followed by two years at the University of Toronto as a research assistant. In 1991, Payette worked in Switzerland for IBM and returned home to Canada the following year to work for Bell Northern Research. Then, in June 1992, Payette was selected as one of four astronauts by the Canadian Space Agency. She was selected out of a group of 5,330 applicants, but her road to space would still take a few years. The decision to apply was something that Payette had thought about for some time. She would say in 1999, I was very happy in my work, but I thought I have to apply. She would add in another interview, Go into space. It is fun. It is rewarding. It is a great career, and it is out there for anybody, girls and boys. Over the next few years, she worked on the mobile service system for the International Space Station and founded the Human-Computer Interaction Group. She also assisted the International Research Studies Group on a speech recognition system for NATO. From 1995 to 1998, Payette sat at the Natural Science and Engineering Research Council of Canada, and throughout those years, she also prepared for space travel. This included learning Russian and taking part in 120 flight hours in reduced gravity. With learning Russian, Payette could speak English, French, Russian, Spanish, German, and Italian. 
In February 1996, she qualified as a military jet captain at CFB Moose Jaw, logging more than 1,300 flight hours. Her commandant, Major Rob Thornycroft, stated that Payette had difficulty at first due to being unfamiliar with flying a plane. He would add, I would imagine that everything she'd done up to that point in her life was superior, and now she gets into an airplane and things come to her on an average to slightly above average level, which in her own mind may not have been as good as she would have liked. In April of that same year, she completed deep water scuba training in a pressurized hard suit in Vancouver. The training process was rigorous and many asked Payette about the dangers of space travel, but she put it out of her mind. She told McLean's in 1998, We know the risks. We always train for failure, but it is not what we think about. Measuring up to what is expected of me is more of a concern. It keeps me on my toes. Her initial astronaut training began at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston in August 1996. In April 1998, Payette was a NASA mission specialist, and it was announced later that year that she would be going into space the following year. Daniel Golden, NASA administrator, would say of Payette, There isn't an astronaut that flies, American or international, that I don't get to know. I want to make sure they have the right stuff. And Payette has it. She has an incredible intelligence. She has a quickness about her. She can think and reason under pressure. Payette would say that when she got the news she was finally going into space, she had to sit down and she couldn't believe it. On May 27, 1999, just happened to be my 19th birthday, Payette was aboard the Space Shuttle Discovery as it blasted into space and docked at the International Space Station. Prior to leaving, Payette said, I hope to do my job as best as possible. That's the only thing that really preoccupies me. Unfortunately, many news outlets would mostly focus on Payette's looks, stating that it would help people become interested in space travel. Mark Garneau, Canada's first astronaut, would say, If people are interested in Julie, we hope they'll get interested in the Canadian Space Agency and the International Space Station. She's a star, but you have to remember she's done serious work, which will enable Canada to use the space station. During her 10-day mission in space, Payette became the first Canadian to board the International Space Station and to take part in an assembly mission. She was also the 8th Canadian and 2nd Canadian woman in space after Dr. Roberta Bondar, who I interviewed on the podcast in 2020. During her time in space, she would operate the Canada Arm, supervise two spacewalks, and tested out the space vision system. Payette would say, I had to pinch myself. Isn't it amazing and beautiful and vast? And here I am with it, all spread out for me. The Space Shuttle Discovery is in orbit tonight on its way to a rendezvous with the International Space Station. The seven crew members include three women, and one of them is Julie Payette, a Canadian astronaut. People in her home province of Quebec are thrilled about the mission. We'll have that story in a moment, but first to Florida, where Anna Maria Tremonti found some young fans who got the chance to go to Cape Canaveral for blastoff. A pre-dawn mid still lingered in the hollows when the crowd on the hill nestled into place for a good view. There were bleary eyes and lots of cameras. A few hours before, at 3.11 a.m. to be precise, Canadian Julie Payette and the six other astronauts made that short, exhilarating walk toward the launch site. The clock ticked closer to launch time. The Wheaton kids from Iqaluit and a few new Canadian friends unfurled the new flag of Nunavut. Across the water on the launch pad, Julie Payette blew a kiss goodbye from the door of the shuttle and was then strapped into her seat for liftoff. 
The Canadian children, winners of a Canadian Space Agency contest, clustered together. And lift off of Space Shuttle Discovery on the first mission to dock with the orbiting International Space Station. For eight-year-old Jessica McGrath Flemington of Winnipeg, this was all the career inspiration she needed. I think that is cool and I would like to do that one day. Eleven-year-old Sarah Wheaton was in awe. It, it felt good and I was um, happy for Julie that she's brave enough to actually go up in space. The shuttle crew will move equipment onto and into the International Space Station for future construction. Payette will direct many of those delicate maneuvers on a mission expected to last 10 days. And while she works far above the Earth, her proud family will be glued to televisions and computer terminals following her progress and be able to talk with her when she come back because we were almost there. This shuttle launch represents a series of firsts from the docking with the space station to the transfer of equipment. And for a new wave of Canadian children, Julie Payette's first flight into space is an inspiration and a first exposure to the wonders of the world beyond. Anna Maria Tremonti, CBC News, Cape Canaveral, Florida. One of the most amazing experiences of being in space was seeing the size of Canada, which took nine minutes to traverse from Halifax to Vancouver while in space. She said in 2004, You realize how vast the country is, how rich in resources it is, water and forests, because that is all you see, and how much room there is for a lot of people. No wonder Canada is such a great land to welcome people from other places, because we've got the room. She returned to Earth on June 6, 1999, having spent 153 orbits of the Earth, covering 6 million kilometers. She would state when she arrived back on Earth, When once you have tasted flight, you will forever walk the Earth with your eyes turned skyward, for there you have been, and there you will always long to return. As soon as she landed, Payette said she was already thinking of going into space again and hoped she would be selected for a second mission. She would say, it was a fantastic adventure, from beginning to end. McLean's would write of Payette around this time. Much about Payette seems almost too good to be true. Her fierce ambition, her multiple talents as engineer, pianist, linguist, and athlete, even her good looks and relentless optimism. Her flight last May aboard the space shuttle Discovery made her a Canadian hero and a superstar in her native Quebec. As soon as she was back in Canada, she was taking part in photo ops of politicians and she would make her first public appearance in Canada at Canada Day on Parliament Hill. Payette would say about how becoming an astronaut changed her life, stating that everyone wanted a piece of you, but that it was a fantasy job, so you couldn't complain. From 2000 to 2007, Payette serves as the chief astronaut of the Canadian Space Agency. As part of her duties, she worked as a capsule communicator at Mission Control in Houston and supervised communications between ground controllers and astronauts. And then on July 15, 2009, Payette returned to space, this time on a 16-day space mission aboard the Space Shuttle Endeavour. Payette would say before takeoff, Of course, I've been ready for a month now. We're really looking forward to go and to execute the mission. That is what we're here for. I can tell you there's nothing routine standing next to a spacecraft or strapped into a spacecraft. It's quite awesome. On the mission, she had the role of flight engineer and mission specialist. 
With the seven-person crew, Payette constructed the Kibo Japanese Experiment Module. Several scientific experiments were also conducted, including investigating the effects of blood pressure and the effects of fainting in space. During five spacewalks by her fellow astronauts, she operated the Canada Arm, the Canada Arm 2, and the Japanese Arm on Kibo. For the mission, Payette brought on board the space station a Montreal Canadian sweater signed by Maurice Richard. She stated she brought the rocket into the rocket to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Montreal Canadiens. While on the mission, Payette also met Robert Thursk, another Canadian astronaut who had arrived at the space station in May 2009 on a long-durance mission. This was the first time in history that two Canadians met in space. And on July 31, 2009, Payette returned to Earth. During her space career, she logged 611 hours in space, covering 16 million kilometers. During the 2010 Winter Olympic Games opening ceremonies in Vancouver, Payette was one of the individuals to carry the flag into the Games. In 2011, Payette accepted a fellowship as a public policy scholar at the Woodrow Wilson Centre for International Scholars. And in 2013, she retired officially from the Canadian Space Agency. From her retirement until 2016, she was the Chief Operating Officer of the Montreal Science Centre and a board member of the National Bank of Canada. Later, it would be revealed that at the Science Centre, several employees had come forward stating that she was verbally abusive and created a hostile working environment. In April 2016, she joined the board of the Canadian Olympic Committee, but would leave that position in 2017 after two internal investigations looked at treatment of staff. And then on July 13, 2017, Payette was announced as the new Governor-General of Canada. She would state of the appointment, quote, This is a very great honour for me and for my family, for my friends and my colleagues, end quote. Julie Payette arrived at an Ottawa hotel, surprised to be asked if she's the next Governor-General. Oh my goodness, you know a lot more than I do. <laughs> but CC News has confirmed that tomorrow, the former astronaut will be announced as the new representative of the Queen in Canada. Living and breathing space station with six people on board. Um, uh, a tremendous sight. Best known for... For two missions to space, Payette is a francophone from Montreal who speaks six languages. An engineer by trade, the 53-year-old has also served on a number of distinguished boards, including the Canadian Olympic Committee. It'll just be so interesting to see her bring her view of the world and of Canada. Seeing space provides one with a different type of, of insight, so I'm really looking forward to it. Madame Payette. Payette was named to the Order of Canada in 2011, a designation awarded to her by the current Governor-General, David Johnston, the man she will now replace when his term ends in September. I think that it is a privilege to represent your country, and I have had the chance to do it outside, mostly of Canada, but with definitely the maple leaf glued to my shoulder. The Prime Minister met with the Queen last week during his UK visit, serving as an opportunity to discuss his pick, which is a nod to his feminist priorities. While the Governor-General is mostly a ceremonial role, Payette will now be responsible for ensuring Canada has a stable, functioning Parliament. Her background may be in science and technology, but her peers say she will have no problems on the job. Now, let me see. She was on the International Space Station as the first Canadian to space shuttle flight in front of an international audience of television. I don't think she's going to have a problem. There had been speculation Justin Trudeau would select an Indigenous candidate as a step toward reconciliation. 
While that's not the case, his pick of Payette so far is being widely applauded. Katie Simpson, CBC News, Ottawa. Media was primarily in favor of the appointment. The Ottawa citizen would write, The appointment of Julie Payette is brilliant. She is confident, clever, bicultural, and an icon, much lauded at home and abroad. As an astronaut and engineer, she understands science. As a female astronaut, she understands desire. She has lived in many places. She can communicate in six languages. At 53, she brings the right mix of energy and experience. At this point, the media began to look at her private life more closely. Doing so found that in 2011, she had an assault charge that was laid against her by her ex-husband, Billy Flynn, and an incident when a pedestrian with poor eyesight stepped in front of her car and was unfortunately killed. The incident occurred in Maryland, but did not appear in any Maryland court records having been expunged. Pyatt would say she was immediately and completely cleared many years ago. She added that she wanted her privacy respected. The main interest was in her divorce proceedings, though, which ended in June 2017. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau would say, The conversations I had with Madame Payette centered around the extraordinary service, her vision of the country, her vision of the role that she would fulfill as Governor-General, and demonstrated to me her extraordinary strength in being one of our Governor-Generals. The vetting process is deep and extensive, and raises absolutely no issues that would prevent her from being Governor-General. In order to protect her family's privacy, she appealed to have her divorce files removed from the public record in August. She was legally challenged by the Globe and Mail, Toronto Star, CBC, CTV, and Post Media. Payette would say, Very few families are immune from difficult moments in life, mine included. I have worked hard to put these difficult events behind me and move on and move on with the best interest of my son in mind. Payette would withdraw her appeal on August 21, 2017, stating she did so for reasons of transparency and to leave no doubt. She said, I have decided to voluntarily drop this appeal and release the divorce files. When the files were revealed, it was found that the divorce proceedings between Flynn and Payette were actually quite civil. On September 20th, Payette would finally meet with Queen Elizabeth II. Very nice to see you. Very nice to see you. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming me. Not a bit. Well, it's I've been, been uh, getting a history of the place. Have you? From, uh, from uh, Monsieur the Question? The Query. Charles Richards, yes. Yes. Perfect. Very good. <laughs> have you been up to Scotland before? I have been up to Scotland, but never to this place. This oh. is my first time in the, in the middle. In, in, the, in the sort of Highlands bit. Yes. And not, yes. I'm afraid not a very nice day today, but... No, but uh, uh, it's, it's an extraordinary place here. Yeah. Well, it's so it, beautiful. It's very lucky that Queen Victoria bought it. That's what he was telling me. <laughs> On October 2nd, 2017, she was officially sworn in as Canada's Governor-General. She stated in her speech... Anyone can accomplish anything and rise to the challenge as long as they are willing to work with others, to let go of the personal agenda, to reach a higher goal, and to do what is right for the common good. That is exactly what I hope my mandate as the Governor-General will reflect. She would state that her main issues as Governor-General would be migration, poverty, and climate change. Andrew Cohen wrote of her speech for the National Post, stating, Julie Payette did something extraordinary after taking the oath of Governor-General of Canada this week, she stood rather than sat in the well of the Senate and she spoke rather than read her remarks. Without text or teleprompter, she just talked. It was a performance. Her words were picked, cut, and arranged like an autumn bouquet. To prompt herself, she wrote key words on her fingers like a Jesuit. When you're eight years old and you find something interesting and you want to do it again, you dream about it, 
And then somehow, as we grow older, we forget about this, that we are perhaps able to do things that other people tell us you, we cannot do. This <coughs> dare to dream is within us. At 16, when I ended up in a college overseas, I left Canada without a single worry in my heart because I had been given the greatest gift of all, unconditional love. Because when I left, I knew somehow that no matter what happened, even if I failed, they would take me back. My parents would be there for me, and they still are today. Ma mère Jacqueline, mon père André. In her first few months as Governor-General, Payette was criticized by some for her comments on individuals who believed in creationism and those who did not believe in climate change. Through her time as Governor-General, she argued for a stronger acceptance of science, stating that too many people believed taking a sugar pill would cure cancer. Payette stating she was growing into the role, though. She said, I learned that you have to be careful about how you say things, but not what you say. I made a speech as I had as an astronaut, and I am not an astronaut anymore. I'm Governor General. I represent all Canadians. I've learned my lessons. Greeting all of you, people of Canada, from coast to coast to coast, in respect for the past, the present, and the future, and in the spirit of reconciliation, I acknowledge our presence on the ancestral territories of the First Nations, the Métis, and the Inuit peoples. The holiday season is a time to get together, but this year, everything is different. No one could imagine what 2020 would bring. We cannot choose when hardship comes, but we can choose how we respond to it. Canadians have risen to this challenge in remarkable ways. Even when times are hard, one can always find something positive. It is important to look for it. On the very front line are the health and essential workers, the leaders and the members of the Canadian forces who have kept our society going. We owe them a depth of gratitude. To recognize this resilience and to turn the page firmly to our 2021, I have asked the lieutenant governors and territorial commissioners across the country to share their thoughts and their hopes for the year to come. Various news outlets criticized her work ethic, stating that in her first year she had not visited several provinces and had not devoted enough time to being governor general. The media would also attack over concerns of spending, highlighting a $140,000 bill for the studying and designing of a private staircase that was never built, and $117,500 for a gate and series of doors to keep people out of her office. Around the summer of 2020, reports began to surface from current and former staff who made allegations that Payette and her secretary were verbally abusive. Several members of the communications team that worked with Payette had quit or taken leaves of absence. One former employee stated that she would scream and humiliate staff in front of others. Another staff member said, Right from the beginning, I was appalled at what was going on. The atmosphere, the vibe, the stress, the constant barrage, it was just, it was just unbearable. A review was conducted in the autumn of 2020. On January 21, 2021, a report was released that was characterized as scathing. Later that same day, Payette resigned as Governor General of Canada. A source would state that Trudeau had requested her resignation, something that had never happened in Canadian history before. 
She became the second governor general to resign from office after Romeo LeBlanc, who resigned for health reasons. She was the first to resign as the result of a scandal, and the first to leave a vacancy upon resignation. A statement from Payette would read, Everyone has a right to a healthy and safe work environment at all times and under all circumstances. It appears this was not always the case of the office of the secretary to the governor-general. Tensions have arisen at Rideau Hall over the past few months, and for that I am sorry. It is with sureness and humility, but also with pride over what was accomplished during my tenure as governor-general and in my service to the country for the past 28 years, that I have submitted my resignation. This has gone from being one of the most collegial and enjoyable work environments for many of the staff to being a house of horrors. They made the allegations in confidence to CBC News, then repeated them in person to investigators, who have now laid out their findings. Quintet concludes that there is a serious problem that requires PCO's immediate attention. 92 people participated and overwhelmingly raised concerns. 43 called it hostile or negative work environment. 26 said it was toxic or poisoned. Others described it as an atmosphere of humiliation, disrespect, condescension, a non-inclusive workplace, the definition of a poor work environment, employees are stressed out and worn out. Validating what the government said was coming. This report had some uh, disturbing conclusions uh, and those conversations led the Governor, governor General to, uh, to conclude that she should offer her resignation. Allegations of yelling, screaming, aggressive conduct, demeaning comments and public humiliation. 20 people said they witnessed harassment and it took its toll. 17 people said they left Rideau Hall because of the workplace environment. 13 said they took sick leave for the same reason. Despite all of this, no formal complaints. There was so much fear and such little trust, employees doubted anything would happen. The culture was so suppressed there that any complaint would be surmised to have been met by um, further uh, retaliatory tactics by the, um, the office of the secretary of the governor general, that being the chief of staff and uh, those involved in the uh, human resources and labor relations environment. Okay, so Ashley, what else does the report confirm about your reporting? Well, the report spells out the broad problems, but it doesn't go into the specific details, the incidents. And what our sources say is that behind some of that redacted material is what we reported last night, that some of these cases involving the former Governor General Julie Payette extended from the verbal to the physical, and in some cases, people felt threatened. Now, this independent firm was not tasked with investigating each and every claim to find out if it was founded, but they did conclude that there was a toxic work environment that existed for years and that it'll take years to repair the damage. Okay, Ashley Burke continuing to work this story for us tonight. Thanks. Other than Charles Monk, who served for one year and 136 days as Governor General from 1867 to 1868, Payette had the shortest term as Governor General since 1867. It should be noted that Monk had served as the Governor General of the province of Canada from 1861 to 1867. Richard Wagner, Chief Justice of Canada, was sworn in as Administrator for the office on January 23, 2021. And a great deal of criticism fell on Prime Minister Justin Trudeau for what many felt was not vetting Payette properly. It was found that his office did not check with her past employers to find her management style and temperament. I hope you enjoyed that episode and my look at Julie Payette. Next week, we have our final episode of our Governor's General series, and we're looking at our current Governor General, Mary Simon. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37.
As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. And you can donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate. And I also want to thank all of my wonderful patrons. And I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Robert Dutt, Tom Leback, Elizabeth Brookman, Christy S., Martin Strache, Sarah White, Tom McMillan, Mike Sullivan, Wendy Mills, Kalen Pringitz, Michael Matthews, Joanna Parker, Jeff Dahl, Vobbs, Robert Page, Richard T., Colin Johnson, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Halbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roy, Luke Guess, J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from Maclean's Canadian Encyclopedia, Governor General of Canada, Global News, CBC, Wikipedia, Edmonton Journal, Windsor Star, Saskatoon Star Phoenix, Ottawa Citizen, and Vancouver Province. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.